Today, we have an extremely special guest. Jade is a brand new member of Serve Seal Soar. And y'all, she's going to talk about how in less than 30 days, she went from $300 a month to over $5,800 in the month is not even done. You do not want to miss this story. And y'all, she is not a digital marketer. She is an SEO. So if you're like, dang, I can't scale my business, Jade is here to prove you wrong. So let's jump on in. Welcome to the Serve, Scale, Soar podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping service-based entrepreneurs scale their online business to five-figure months so they can soar into six-figure years. Your host, Brandy, is a wife, mom, and in less than one year, created a six-figure business. And now she is spilling all her secrets so you can too. Serve Scalser family. Oh my goodness, y'all. I am so stinking excited because today I have Jade, a brand new member of Serve Scalser, and she's telling her story. And I'm really excited to have this conversation with Jade. Her story has been so fun to watch and she is a different service than our typical guests, which I think is also super empowering. So Jade, tell us who you are as a person and a little bit about your business. Hey, yeah. So I'm Jade. I live in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm sort of a newlywed. I got married in June of 2020. So a pandemic bride. (laughs) It doesn't feel like I'm quite married yet. But yeah, I do SEO, search engine optimization for my clients. I just started my business maybe in like mid-March. So it's very, very new, but it's been very exciting. And just to give everyone some perspective, so we're recording in April. So Jade, you've had your business about a month and congratulations on being married. Super exciting. Thank you. you you Make a whole bunch of different plans for your wedding than you had originally expected. Yes. So we were supposed to get married on March 14th of 2020. So literally the day after the world shut down. So I got to find out that my wedding was canceled the day before. On top of everything else, it was just wild. But we ended up having a tiny little ceremony in a gazebo that we love in a little town square with just our siblings. My brother actually was the one who married us. And so it was it was really sweet. It ended up being perfect. Ah, I love that. So fun fact that like no one knows about Austin and I is we got married in Mexico in June on our like our dating anniversaries, our wedding anniversary. But in Mexico, like it's not that easy to legally get married in Mexico. So we had to get married beforehand while we were trying to find a date and everything. So March 31st, oh my God, don't ask me the year though. March <laughs> 31st, we got married in a gazebo oh. in a tiny little town in Alabama because we were living in Alabama at the time. And the postman Leslie married us. So I am also a gazebo bride. Oh, that is so cute. (laughs) Apparently in dreams, gazebos mean that you're open to new opportunities. Oh, that's so a gazebo is a great place to get married. And we actually had our first date in the gazebo and he proposed in a gazebo. So we're, we're very gazebo themed. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So Tell me about how you got started in the online space with your business. What were you doing before you had this online business? Right. So I have a degree in English and I just really wanted to write. I didn't know what I wanted to write. I thought I wanted to write novels because that's, of course, what you think when you're a kid and you like to write. 
But that turned into me doing a lot of content writing and freelance writing, mostly for SEO companies because content is a huge part of SEO. And I was noticing at the time that I kind of had this unstable life, like, you know, gigs would kind of fall through or be really temporary. But the people right above me who were actually doing the SEO and the analysis, they had great jobs. And one day I was just like, I need to figure out how to become an SEO and do all of the things, (laughs) but in a good way, not all of the things as in doing too much. (laughs) But so I ended up taking some digital marketing classes. I got a job, like a full-time job as a content writer at an SEO agency with the intention of learning as much as I possibly could. And then about two years ago, I landed an SEO job at a startup where we do affiliate marketing for CNN and Business Insider. So it was a pretty big job. And I'm still there right now. My last day is actually Friday, which is crazy. It's Wednesday right now. (laughs) But uh, I was personally in charge of over 200 accounts, including like HelloFresh, Lens End, MeUndies. And so like I had tons of SEO experience. And I, I just knew I kind of wanted to figure out how to make that work for me instead of doing it for someone else. I ended up getting contacted out of the blue by a lawyer who wanted SEO help in November. And I gave him a price of what I would be willing to kind of work with him for. And I felt like I was asking for a crazy amount of money. And he was like, yeah, sure. That sounds great. And through that experience of just working with him for a few months and seeing how I could actually make a difference in his company, I was like, I can actually do this. And so then I started actually trying to come up with other clients or or starting to do SEO for my friends just to gain some more experience. And it's kind of just gone from there. Okay. So I love so much about this. So it sounds like you have currently a pretty swanky job. Like you're working with some big names and everything. And I want to come back to this. But first, I know there's a few questions that everyone is going to ask me. And one of them is, what digital marketing courses did you take? Okay. So I live in Atlanta and we have a general assembly here. And I just did their, it was like a 12 week digital marketing course. Uh, It was in person at the time. I believe you can do it online as well. And it really just gives you a solid foundation in digital marketing. I literally knew nothing when I first started. It's kind of hilarious how little I knew, but it was a great course. And then I've done most of Google's like analytic courses and things like that. Those are free, right? Those are totally free. And if you get that certification and you can do it in like a weekend, it looks awesome on your resume. Like if you have that on your LinkedIn, recruiters are going to be finding you, which is always a plus. That is so cool. And I love, oh my gosh, now we're going to have to jump into LinkedIn. (laughs) So you're just bringing up all the topics. I told you we wouldn't go by the questions. Okay. So I love that. So then you talked about the attorney working for them. And what was this crazy price that you quoted him that you thought was going to be like a crazy price, but then he didn't even blink at the price. Didn't even blink at it. Yeah. I said I wanted 200 to do an audit, 1000 to implement all of the changes I needed to make to his website, and then a $200 retainer fee after that, which would include a monthly report and creating some content for his website and then just some monitoring on the back end. And I'm actually, I'm still working with him. <laughs> he's still He's still getting quite the deal. Oh my goodness. I love that. So now let's talk about what are you charging clients now that you are going all in on this on your own? 
Right. Okay. So now I recently, thanks to Serve Sales Score, doubled my prices. I just went for it just the other day and decided to do $400 for an audit, $2,000 for implementation, and then a $400 retainer fee. And no one has had a problem with that either. <laughs> I have more space to raise my prices as well. I love this. So let's talk about you joined us at the end of March. First off, how did you find out about ServeScale Store? I like selfishly want to know that. Oh, yeah. I think it was in December. Something just like sparked in my brain. And I was like, there is so much more money to be made. <laughs> I know that's, that can sound greedy, but I was just like, I can do so much more than what I'm doing right now. And I can open so many more doors for my family by just learning more about business and figuring out how to do this on my own. And I just started listening to like all of the podcasts and yours just really stood out to me. I think I literally Googled something like service-based businesses on Apple podcasts and you came up. Well, amazing. So Steph will be listening to this, our podcast manager. So Stephanie, way to go on writing descriptions. Yeah. So I love that. Okay. So then you joined us inside of Serve Scale Store and you made a post which got my attention. And you were like, I was making $365 or something along those lines in January. And now six days after joining Serve Scale Store. And I think by this point after you edited, it was like two weeks after joining Serve Scale Store you're up to having almost a $6,000 a month. So tell us about how that happened. Okay. So originally I wanted to be doing SEO just for therapists. My husband is a therapist. And on top of wanting to gain experience for how I could do marketing for him, I also just had a ton of connections in that network. And so I ended up connecting with a group in Atlanta that is called Right Fit Counseling. And their whole thing is about connecting the right person with the right counselor, essentially, in a much more like nuanced way than psychology today is doing it. And I just reached out and was like, hey, I, I want to do marketing for therapists. And they invited me to like, do a little presentation for them on a Friday in one of their little groups. And so I just did a very basic little presentation and a few people reached out after that and were like, Hey, I want to work with you. And I was blown away. And I also didn't know what to do with them. I was like, I don't have anything set up. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing yet. I can do the SEO, but the business side, I'm kind of at a loss. And that's when I knew I needed Surf Scale Sore. <laughs> Um, and I think I actually reached out because I didn't know how to get in. And I was like, I have to get in right now. And so I had discovery calls like already booked by the time I started Surf Scale Store. And I had to kind of jump around in the curriculum to figure out, okay, how am I going to do this discovery call? What kind of package do I even need to have? And so it was all very up in the air, very exciting. So I went from working with two people and my retainer fee is all I was getting. And so that was $363 a month. And then five days into Surf Scale Store, I had already booked two new clients. And so I was at $3,363 for the month. And then a few days after that, I booked more clients and I was at $5,860. And actually, April's not over and I have two more discovery calls booked for this month. And so I might actually be having a $10,000 a month, my very first month in Surf Scale Soar. This is stinking incredible. And here's what I love about this, Jade, is that you 100% could have got to this on your own. Like you had already done the work of finding the clients and everything. And correct me if I'm wrong, but what it sounds like is Surf Scale Soar was kind of like your shortcut 
to having Google and YouTube and try to find all the answers yourself when you needed like a quick fix now, like you needed the information, you didn't have time. And one of the best things about Service Sales Story is you go in and get the information you need. You don't have to use it all, but get what you need. So with that being said, what do you think the elements that really helped you in the program were? Because you were already getting clients, which is incredible. So what resources did you really utilize? So like I said, I have a full-time job on top of all of these clients. And so trying to figure out just how to navigate the time aspect was overwhelming. And so, yeah, I jumped in. I figured out how to do a discovery call for sure. That was top of my list. Deb Sato has been huge for sending out contracts and emails and, and figuring out that whole bit because that was taking a ton of my time. And I knew I was doing it wrong because I listened to your podcast, but I was spending like 15 minutes tops like throughout the day trying to be like, okay, I'm available at these times. And then they'd email me back and tell me when they were available. And like just setting up appointments was taking much more time than it should. Just kind of having structure in my business, like really feeling confident and knowing what I was doing on the back end. I didn't even know how to accept payment. I was like, does Venmo work? Like, can you just <laughs> shoot me a Venmo? <laughs> I had no clue. And especially when you start dealing with thousands of dollars in a month, I, I don't want that floating around in my Venmo somewhere. So yeah, I'm still working through SurfScale Store. I just finally figured out ClickUp the other day. So there's still a lot more room to grow. Oh my gosh, your world's about to open up. <laughs> Click so up. Um, so I love this, Jade. I love this so much. So I want to go back to finding clients because we've talked about on the podcast before, and we'll link it up with Shannon's episode about workshops and using your local community to really like do this. And I always tell my ad managers, a lot of times with local businesses, they need education before they can hire you. Because in the online space, we all think we know everything when really we don't, but we like, we know we need this stuff like Facebook ads, SEO, things like that. But for offline businesses, local businesses, a lot of times they just need education on the matter. And it sounds like that's what you did. So how did you structure your workshop that you did? Right. I have a very simple slide deck that essentially just introduces people to what marketing is, like how marketing is different than advertising, and then goes through a variety of just kind of free marketing tools that you can do yourself to boost your business. And the thing about SEO is that I feel like unless you're in the field or you have a business and you're doing SEO, like it's very mysterious. It's not like social media or something like that that kind of makes sense. Everyone is benefiting from SEO every day whenever you Google something, but especially convincing clients who don't have huge budgets that they need SEO was a challenge that I had early on. And I thought if I can just teach them how to get started with SEO on their own, they will eventually have questions or they'll want to take it to the next level. And that's where I can kind of come in and help them out. So it's really helpful. I actually, I've done another one for a group of personal chefs as well this year. And I just tweaked basically the photos and a bit of the research away from therapists to personal chefs and they loved it as well. But especially when you're in like a creative field or something very one-on-one -on -one and personal like therapy, you don't, I won't say no one does, but the therapists that I've come across like their brains are not in that lane of like, oh, I'm going to figure out these KPIs and like this very competitive world of marketing. 
They just want to help people. So if I can kind of just guide the right people to them to help, then like everyone's benefiting at the end of the day. I love this so much. Okay. So let's go back to you quitting your job coming up. Was right. this your plan? Was this out of the blue? Like, how did this come to be that you're like, okay, I'm going to quit my fancy smancy job and have this entrepreneur job? Right. So at the beginning of this year, when I was in this mindset of there's so much money out here to make, my goal was to double my income in 2020. I didn't know how I was going to do that, but I was like, I can do this. And through gaining confidence in my own ability to do SEO, I actually caught the eye of some recruiters who were hiring for much better (laughs) positions than I currently have at my startup. And so while I am quitting my job on Friday, I am starting a new job (laughs) in a few weeks, but it's going to be a job that is much more flexible and much more like in line with what I want to be doing. It's also completely remote, which is a big thing. After a year of working from home because of the pandemic, like realizing that this is closer to the life that I would like to have. Like I actually get to see my husband and like we're talking about kids and I want to get to be around for them. And also this job is going to allow me to get to work on my own business much more. Okay. I love this. So what do you, like, is it your plan to ever only have your service-based business? And there's no right or wrong answer to this. Or do you really want to have employee position plus your own business? Originally, I really just wanted to have my own business and maybe I will in the future. What I'm really after is flexibility and getting to kind of create my own hours and make the money that I need to make to support my family. And so if that happens through having a career and having my business, then that's fine. But I mean, it'd be pretty cool to just get to do my own business as well. I love this, Jade. And it reminds me of one of my mentors always says, F the how, focus on the now. Mm -hmm. And I love that your goal is flexibility. Like that's what you want. So like, who cares how you get it as long as you get it. And I love that. And maybe one day you'll have just your own business, but as long as you're getting what success looks like to you, which sounds like flexibility, then who cares how you get that? So I love this so much. So let's talk about LinkedIn for a little bit. And I also want everyone to know that we have several people who have full-time careers and have this business too, that is making five, six, seven, $10,000 a month. So it doesn't have to be an either or thing. Why not have a world where you have both if that's within your goals? So I don't think that we ever need to feel bad about having an employee position and our business, it doesn't mean that your business is a hobby or a side hustle. It just means you have both. And there's absolutely no shame or anything wrong with that. And I think sometimes in the entrepreneurship world, we put shame on people who also have W-2 or employee positions, and there should be no shame around that. So let's jump into LinkedIn. So you're using LinkedIn. So tell me, how are you using LinkedIn? I'm probably not using LinkedIn as good as I could. <laughs> yeah, right. You're getting jobs and everything. So I I'm know. curious, how are you using LinkedIn? Right. So I just have a very basic profile. If I have any certifications, I have those on there. I don't even know if I have a bio on there. I have my pictures on there. But what you can do is just in the settings, I think you just have to say that you're available to recruiters, like you can be visible to them especially if you have those like keyword certifications and different things like that on there that would be big in your field. 
I think recruiters are basically just Googling, like, does this person have SEO experience and are they certified in these analytic courses? And then you pop up and then they send you messages. I probably get contacted by a recruiter on the weekly basis, which is pretty cool. And you can not do anything with those emails if you're happy with your job. But it's also kind of cool just to see what's out there and also how much people would be willing to pay you to do things. So I love this. So these positions, and if you want to update your bio, we have a great training inside ServeScale Soar, the LinkedIn to Client Accelerator, where you can learn how to optimize your bio. So that is available for you. But it sounds like you're doing an amazing job without it. And there's a few things I want to chat about is one, your certificate things that you have, your icons. But then the second one is with these recruiters, one, do you ever get like spam ones? Are they all like legit? And then my second question is when the recruiter reaches out to you, are these mostly for employee jobs or are some of them potentials for contractor positions? So there are a few recruiting companies out there who will just send you emails because they know what field you're in and they're not really looking at you particularly for the job, but those are still good to have, you know, in your back pocket as well. And some of them are full-time, some are part-time, some are contract. Some are, you know, literally three months of work and then you're done. So there's all different kinds of things. But the recruiters that I will respond to are the ones who are personally emailing me. And the best thing about working with recruiters is they're not working for you. They're working for the company, but it's in their best interest to get you the job. So you can ask them all your crazy questions. You don't have to, you know, pretend to be too professional or something like that because like they're not going to go pass along anything bad that you say. So for the job that I just recently got, I called the recruiter and was like, am I asking for the right amount of money for this? Should I ask for more? And she just genuinely told me what she thought. So yeah, recruiters are awesome. I love this. I love this. Okay. So I want to go back to the certificate thing because I don't know if you've heard any of my rants, but I'm not like a huge fan of all these certificate programs in the online space because, and tell me if I'm wrong, please do. But there's a difference between getting a free certification from Google, which is a very well-known established resource. Everyone knows what Google is and people will trust that rather than just someone online who really people offline don't know these names. Like if they saw, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but if there's like a course creator who has a certification program, chances are big companies like HelloFresh or anything like that, they're not going to know who this person is. And that certification doesn't really hold weight. However, a Google certification 100% would be something that they recognize. So what are your thoughts on these certifications since clearly this is working for you? Right. Yeah. There's a ton out there that like if the knowledge is good, like if it's something that you really want to learn, then like go for it. That's totally fine. But there are certain ones that really do help. And it depends on your field. Like if you work in SEO, there's, you know, like HubSpot, Moz, Google are the ones that you would really want to focus on. And I have a friend who does social media and there's like a, a series of certifications that he has gotten that are very important to his job. And even like with the Google certification, I already knew how to do analytics by the time I took the test and you have to take it again every year to renew it. It literally is just about having that on your resume and showing one that you care enough to take the time to do this, but also that you do have these skills under your belt. And so like 
do your research and figure out what actually matters in your field. But, you know, if you're just getting started, like I was a few years ago and you, you need to go get like the general assembly certification, just because you don't know what digital marketing is, then that's different. Like that one doesn't hold any weight on my resume, but it was very important for me to learn those things. And I love this. So one of the other ones that's also well known is digital marketer. So anything by digital marketer in the digital marketing space, people recognize that because that's a large company that works with like everyone, not just in the online, but also they work with local businesses. They have a large live event. Like people recognize digital marketer. They recognize Google, like you said, HubSpot, like these things are ones that people are going to recognize or like Facebook blueprint certification. So these are ones that like that's from Facebook. These types of certifications are typically free or much lower in cost and they're much more recognized. And so it's not that I'm against certifications because I think that if it builds your confidence and do it, But I also think if you want to use it in a way to attract a higher client, then you want to use the ones that are more recognizable across the whole industry, just not in the online space. Like the digital marketer certificate, Google certificate, Facebook blueprint, like these are going to be ones that hold a lot more weight. Even ones like Hootsuite has them, like people are very familiar with that platform. Or if like you're a ClickUp person, like ClickUp, if the company is looking for someone who specializes in ClickUp, that would hold a lot of weight or the Canva for graphic designers. Like if Adobe had something or Canva, like those are going to hold weight because people know the software. So it's not that I'm 100% against certificates. I just think that one, we're overpaying in the online space to get certified for certifications that most people don't recognize and aren't looking for. And there's ones that are way cheaper that more people will recognize because they're familiar with the company and the brand. So I love this so much, Jade. I think that this was such an interesting podcast because you brought a different perspective. Like you're using LinkedIn in a much different way than most people. You found your clients in a much different way than most people really honing in on those workshops, which I think is so smart. And you're rocking the employment position and having, you know, you're almost up to a $6,000 a month. And I have no doubt that you'll finish the month at 10,000. And so I have loved this conversation. I just want to dig into it so much more, but I also want to respect everyone's time. So before we jump into rapid fire, do you have anything else that you want to discuss? No, I'm good. Okay, perfect. (laughs) So let's jump into some rapid fire. So what is your favorite part of your business? I really like connecting with people. It's been very interesting to see how I'm attracting people that are similar to myself. All of my clients are people who I would totally want to just be buddies with. We always end the calls like joking around. And if you can joke around on an SEO call, like, you know, you've made it. So yeah, the people are awesome. I love that so much. And you will attract the energy that you put out. So I love that you're becoming friends with your clients. As long as we're keeping the boundaries, I love like all of my clients and I love having those close relationships. It just makes the business so much better. So I love that that's your favorite part. Okay. Tell me the best piece of business advice you've ever received. Oh man, I actually don't know about this one. I received this awesome piece of advice from my therapist that has helped me throughout my whole life. And it kind of goes back to boundaries. And that is to enter any situation with your own boundaries. Don't try to wait and see what the other person's boundaries are going to be, because then you're just guessing. 
And that's good for life and for business. It's like, know who you are and know what your boundaries are and what you're willing to do. Don't let the other person kind of walk all over you. Yes. I love that. And then for business, put those boundaries in your contract. Oh yeah. (laughs) I love that. Okay. So what does success mean to you? So I was thinking about this one the other day. I don't think that success is like a, like a milestone that you hit and then you're successful. I feel like it's just this constant growth and this journey. Like I feel really successful right now, but I know that if I'm still in this place a year from now, I'm going to not feel as excited about it. And so it's, it's the constant growth of setting new goals and, and kind of exploring your full potential, I guess. I love that. And so for me, I think that's really cool that I'm taking that success is like constantly moving for you. And so I love, love, love that. Okay. So tell me what is your favorite tool in your business that you can't live without? Oh man. There's a lot of SEO tools that I love, like Ahrefs and uh, SEMrush are huge and Google Analytics, of course. But I also love Dubsado. I can't come on this podcast and not (laughs) praise Dubsado. It's been incredible. I love that. But I love that, you know, like for me, ad manager, I'm in there way more than I'm in Dubsado or HoneyBook. So I think that the SEO, I love that too. So repeat both of those for us. So anyone who's like interested in SEO can check them out. Oh yeah. SEM Rush. So S-E-M Rush is incredible for finding the keywords that you need that you want to optimize your business for. And then Ahrefs just has so much data in it. It's, it's one of the only places you can find data on your competitors, which is huge. So if you're a therapist in Atlanta and you're trying to rank for therapy in Atlanta, you can go on there and see how many people are visiting the site that's ranked number one for that keyword all the way down to number 10. So you can even see the potential of ranking for that keyword. And that was me nerding out and I'm done. (laughs) I loved it. I love it. I love it. I nerd out all the time over analytics and Facebook ads. So I totally get it. Okay. So my last and final question, and you were brand spanking new. So I'm excited to see what your answer is. What is your favorite part about ServiceScale Store? The community, again, so amazing. I think it was like day one in the Facebook group. I was trying to find anyone else doing SEO because I was a little worried that I was not doing enough. And I found a few girls who I was able to chat with and they were just so open with all of their knowledge. And one even added me to like a, a separate little like surf scale sort get it done day group where like every week we like get on a call together and like talk about our goals and everyone's so supportive. And it's also really nice to be in an environment where I can celebrate these wins and I, I'm not coming across as being a show off if I'm like, oh, I'm making $5,000 this month. Like, people are happy to celebrate that with me instead of getting jealous or other things. Yes. Oh my goodness. And I think there's so much power in this because I really didn't know if you were going to say community because you've only been in the membership for about a month now. And I think there's a lot of power in that because some people like, I think they're afraid they're like, you know, it's a group of over 300 people and I'm going to be the new person in there. And what does that look like? And I think that shows how open and amazing the community is because you can be brand new, come in and within less than 30 days already have a support system. And there's a lot, a lot of power in that. So I just so appreciate you sharing that. And just so everyone knows, I always say this, the community has nothing to do with me. I just facilitate it, but y'all are what makes it amazing. 
So thank you so much, Jade, for sharing your story. I know this is going to help so many people. And thank you for being part of our community. Where can everyone reach out to you? Where's the best place for them to learn more about you? Right. So my website is www.mindover.marketing. That's the best place to find me. You can email me. You can schedule a discovery call. It'll be great. I love it. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Jade, for coming on and chatting all about your story. Thanks so much. Yes. Thank you. Y'all, what a value-packed episode. We learned how to use LinkedIn with recruiters. Totally new to me. I'm super excited about this. How to get certificates and icons on your LinkedIn profile that are actually going to attract the right audience. Also, how having a nine to five is not this dirty little secret that you need to keep but is part of your journey and what success looks like isn't the same for everyone. Also, I love how Jade was using workshops to educate local businesses in order to turn them into clients. There was so much knowledge packed in here and I would love for y'all to reach out to Jade and tell her what your biggest takeaways were from this episode. And if you want to learn more about SurfScale Soar and how to scale to consistent $10,000 a month without a team like Jade, head to servescalesore.com forward slash free and sign up for my free training, how to scale to consistent $10,000 months without a team. And until next week, y'all go out, serve your clients, scale your business and soar into the six figure year you deserve. Thanks again for tuning in to the Serve, Scale, Soar podcast with your host, Brandy. If you loved our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.